The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. How about them Cowboys? Shoved down our throats, and they suck. They are not only an NFL team, they're a disgrace. You can't tell me that that's all Ezekiel Elliott. You gotta be kidding me. All right, welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Circling the drain, that could be a phrase that would apply to the 2017 Dallas Cowboys. Now, before we get into this, full disclosure, I spent my Thanksgiving with the in-laws. So what I did, the uh, the wife's family, and uh, not that you care about any of that, because I know you don't care about any of that, but I, I just, uh, if you notice a little uh, twinge in the old voice there, when I went to the in-laws' house for Thanksgiving, it is big, massive uh, spread of food. When I walked in, I immediately started sneezing and uh, coughing, and my nose was gushing goo uh, as soon as I walked in. And I, I guess uh, apparently when I was a kid, I was allergic to, to cats, uh, but I haven't had any kind of reaction in years. Right? I've been around cats and stuff, but the, the type of pussycat they got apparently uh, did me in there, uh, apparently. So, so I, uh, I, was, I was a good soldier, though. I did not let on that I was having an allergic reaction 
and uh, I sat there and partaked. Mostly side dishes, though. Did not eat much turkey. I, I the people at PETA won't be upset at me. I had like one little piece of uh, turkey. I, I was going heavy on the mac and cheese and the other uh, the side dishes. Not again. Not that you care about. Just want to point that out. Only like a, a little like uh, side uh, side of a turkey. Just a little little piece of the, the side of the turkey was harmed. Yeah, but let's get to it here. Jerry Jones. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, Jerry, I get a kick out of Jerry. Now, I'm, I'm sure that he has plenty of things to be thankful for. He's really rich. He's really really rich. Uh, yeah, it is that, and, uh, and then really, really rich, right? And uh, So anyway, the, the football team, not so much. The uh, Dallas Cowboys were outclassed and essentially emasculated again. It's one thing to get run up and down the field by the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I don't think the Falcons are particularly good this year, but right now they're a playoff team, and they were in the Super Bowl last year. And the Philadelphia Eagles, although I pick against them every single week, on Benny versus the Penny, and they're making me look like a chump. The Eagles are the top team in the NFL. So there's no shame in your game when you lose to Atlanta and Philadelphia. The Los Angeles Chargers, on the other hand, uh, last I checked, uh, I I know you say show me your lightning bolt, but there's not a lot of fear that typically rises up when you go against the the L.A. Chargers, formerly known as the San Diego Chargers. And, uh, and L.A.'s NFL team, the, the newest NFL team in L.A., they're lurking, right? They're lurking, and if the Chiefs continue to stumble and bumble, then the Chargers could sneak up and win, like, nine games and make the playoffs. Could happen, right? Could happen. But Dallas is imploding, specifically the offense. You saw the game. Uh, I assume you know this, right? Maybe you just saw the score. But without Zeke Elliott, Dakota Prescott has turned into a total lightweight Total lightweight. How bad is it? I'll tell you. It's so bad that the Dallas Cowboys were handed their worst Thanksgiving Day loss in almost 30 years. Uh, they, they traditionally have done pretty well on Thanksgiving. Right? That's their thing. That's their claim to fame. And it's the first time in Cowboy history now, if you add up the last three games since Ezekiel Elliott went on his European vacation forced by Roger Goodell, that the Cowboys, first time ever they've scored fewer than 10 points in three straight games. This is Cleveland Brown territory. Uh, this is dumpster diving. That's what the the, uh, the Cowboys are putting up there right now. So uh, the better story is always in the losing locker room. Uh, I say always. That's 99.9%. Uh, the only time it's not is when one of the teams I like wins. Uh, then, it's in the, then it's in the winner's locker room. Like if the, if the Dodgers had won the World Series, and they should have if you Darvish hadn't urinated down his leg, then that would have been the lead story. That would have been the exception to the rule, but they didn't. They did not. Uh, so a- anyway, all right. So let's focus in on this. Let's, let's let's talk about this. Now the question, and we have a lot of guys. I have more guys that call this show named Cowboy Dan or Cowboy Bob or whatever. I have more guys named Cowboy that call this show. I'm not saying the show's any good. I'm just saying there's a lot of people that call this show that love the Dallas Cowboys so much. I don't think they're actually cowboys. I don't think these guys are out on the reservation. You know, and uh, Buckham Bronco. I don't think that's going on. I think they just love the Cowboys. They grew up Cowboy fans, and they want to call the radio show and represent. Have you noticed the lack of those guys calling up lately? Because I've noticed. I've I've noticed that they've been a little quiet here. Just saying. All right, so here's the question I want to kick around with you. What's the level of concern, legitimate concern for Dak Prescott? Now, I am going to pull out the Maller scale of panic. I love the Maller scale of panic. It works really good on the holiday weekends. A 1 to 10, 10 being nuclear fallout. You know the drill. I'm going to give Dak Prescott's three-game performance without Zeke Elliott in 8.5. 8.5. That's close to nuclear fallout. 8.5. All right. Now, my thoughts on this. You've got exposed, impotent, inadequate, and voodoo. You've got all those things mixed together, and I'll tie them all in a nice little package for you because it's Black Friday now for some. People shopping right now. Saw a lot more people out when I was cruising in here to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios that were trying to get those uh, those deals on TVs, you know, going out, uh, going to hit Walmart up for a TV or something like your Best Buy or one of those deals. All right, anyway, so uh, we'll begin with this. You can no longer claim, hey, that was just one-off game. 
Because that's been the excuse. Well, he just had a bad game with the Falcons. Or he just had a bad game against the Eagles. It is no longer a fad. It is a trend what is going on now with Dakota Prescott. And when I've watched these last three games, and I have because the Cowboys get shoved down our throats. All right? Uh, it's like a, when I was a kid, my mom would shove uh, vegetables down my throat because I, I didn't like them. I still don't like them. Uh, and, and I still don't eat them, but she's, you know, she's not around anymore so I can get away with it. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, the point is, the point is that uh, it is not an overreaction. Do you think it's an overreaction? I say no. Of course, I'm a talk show host, but I say no. Uh, Dallas had 14 first downs in a 60-minute football game against the Chargers. 247 yards. Now, listen, I'm not going to totally throw uh, throw some, you know what, at the Charger defense because they can rush the quarterback. They've got two studs on defense, but they're surrounded by mediocrity. And it feels like a lot of Cowboy apologists still have – they're in the blinder phase. They're in the denial phase about what's going on. It's a bad job by you. Against the Falcons, Eagles, and Chargers, the Cowboy offense led by Dakota Prescott was impotent. Right? How bad was it? I'll tell you how bad it was. Dakota Prescott, no touchdowns, five interceptions, and has averaged 166 yards per game. That works out also to 5.6 yards per attempt, which is below standard, way below standard. It's dink and dunk 101. That's the Cowboys' offense. Nothing really downfield. You throw it underneath. Yeah, you throw it in the flat underneath, you know, little screen, bubble screens. That's what you do. Uh, the quarterback rating is 57. Now, if you're a basketball player and you score 57 points a game, you're a Hall of Famer, you're a legend, they put statues for you. If you're a quarterback and your quarterback rating is 57, uh, you you have to go get a real job. You you can't be allowed in the NFL. Uh, you you're can't. Fired. Yeah. Uh, now, for comparison's sake, as the the floor has fallen under Dakota Prescott in the eight games prior, before Zeke was suspended, Dakota Prescott sixteen touchdowns, four interceptions, a quarterback rating of ninety seven point nine. Really good, right? That's really good. Really, really good. But. I, I had been a skeptic of him for a while. I said, just that doesn't feel like this is real. And certainly the last three weeks, uh, it has, has reinforced my position. Now, the second part of this, every quarterback is a product of the environment. I get that. Every quarterback is a product of the environment. However, you still, in professional football, I think, I, I think it's still, you know, you occasionally have to do more. It's kind of like uh, the, way the, the way the world now, in the last, 10 years, I work in the radio business. And when I first got into the radio business, you only had to do like one thing. You didn't have to do anything else. You used to come in here. Now you, now you need people to multitask, right? You have to multitask. Well, in the case of Dak Prescott, the Cowboys need him to, to do more. Right? He's got to rise up. Not just do your job, do a little more until Zeke gets back. And, and this is also a a condemnation of Jason Garrett and the Cowboy coaching staff who are going to have to alter things. And I realized there was a long run that was taken back because of a blatant penalty, a blatant penalty against the Dallas Cowboys. But uh, you know, see if you can get Dakota Prescott running. You, you try to focus in on the mobility. Get him, get him moving around because it's uh, clear what, what's going on most of the time right now for the Cowboys is a disaster error. And uh, you know, it's a tough break. Zeke Elliott should not have been suspended. Uh, it's a bad job by the commissioner of the NFL. A bunch of bumpkins that work for the National Football League. And that's a built-in scapegoat. It's an excuse. It's the old fall guy. Nevertheless, you still got to go out and figure it out. You're not playing peewee football. All right, go out there and figure it out. The Dallas, uh, Dallas Cowboys offense here with Dak Prescott, he's the first Dallas quarterback with consecutive games of no touchdowns and multiple interceptions since I would have thought like Quincy Carter or somebody like that, but not Quincy Carter. You got to way back. Troy Aikman, the bad version of Troy Aikman when he first got to the Cowboys and he sucked uh, way back, uh, almost 30 years ago. Man, uh, 1990 uh, was the year that that took place, much before my time. Uh, Jerry Jones. Does not seem like a Mulligan guy to me. Like he's not going to say, "Oh, well, he's everything's good, everything's all right." You know. All right, let's hear from Dak Prescott and accountability. Let's see. You like accountability, Dak? You enjoy that? 
you feel more pressure that since you're the quarterback, you've got to take on more responsibility? I mean, sure. I mean, yeah, I, I take more, I guess, responsibility in a loss like this. I mean, when the offense is in a funk, I mean, I'm the, the leader of the unit or whatever, when you, uh, as, you, as you say, and I've got to figure out what I've got to do to, to get that whole unit rolling better and, and consistently. All right, I have an idea. How about complete some more passes down the field? That's my idea. I know it's an out-of-the-box idea. I know, I know I'm being a negative sports radio guy, you know, one of those chatterboxes late at night. Just a thought, you know. Just a, how, about, how about like a nice, I don't know, 20-yard pass to Des Bryant every once in a while? I'll mix it into the offense. You'll be amazed what happens. All right, here's more. Let's hear from, from Jason Garrett. Should he be on those hot seat lists, Jason Garrett? Uh, Jason, you must be feeling really good about your team right now, yes? Well, obviously we've got to get it right. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's my job. That's our job as a coaching staff. And, uh-huh. uh, again, we put ourselves in good positions in the first half in each of these last three games, and uh, we just haven't done enough uh, on either side of the ball in the kicking game to allow us to, to, to compete towards the end of the ball game, the last 30 minutes. And, uh, you know, we'll look at the specific things from this game, try to get them corrected, and move forward. Move forward. Uh, now, the final word here. If the coaching does not work, that would be you, Jason Garrett, uh, which is not working right now, then uh, Jerry should go to some extreme measure. And it's not that far from, from Dallas. You can take a short flight over to the bayou, and there's plenty of uh, witch doctors that practice voodoo. And uh, why not go down that direction, right? How about an exorcism for Dakota Prescott? He needs, like, an exorcism to get rid of the demons that are currently possessing him without Zeke Elliott. You know what I'm saying? You feeling me on that? Yeah? All right. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We cannot forget about the, the early game, which was on Fox. The Vikings, they take control. If you were expecting a photo finish in the NFC North, you are going to be disappointed. The Vikings... And Lions, Minnesota jumping out of the gates fast, and they were able to hold on and beat the Lions. Minnesota now seven consecutive wins. They are nine and two. Nine and two, the Vikings. And they are now putting pressure on teams like the Saints to win, to keep pace. Uh, also, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Vikings have now tied the Eagles, who I, I would say don't have much pressure because they're playing the Chicago Bears. That's the matchup. And Mike Zimmer's Vikings essentially locking up the NFC North Championship, and now it's all about positioning in the NFC. And uh, they've just done a marvelous job here of late. They've beaten the the Rams. Anytime you beat the Rams, that should be like three wins when you beat the Rams. And the Vikings were able to do that in the fourth quarter last week, and now you come back and you're able to, to take it against a division team that you just lost to the last time you played. So the Vikings, now if you look ahead here, if you look ahead, and the Vikings have two tough road games on deck. They've got Atlanta and Carolina. That's upcoming. And Case Keenum, while he was good, I still don't trust him. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Uh, Case Keenum, 282 yards. You saw the game. He had a quarterback rating of 121, a couple of touchdown passes. He had a touchdown run. Occasionally the Lions decided to play with a couple of fewer players on the field. Why not? Or at least one. Uh, Latavius Murray had a misleading stat line. He had a misleading stat line. And you can tell who actually watched the game and who did not watch this particular game based on that. Because I kept hearing guys talk about how great the Vikings running game was, how amazing the Vikings were at running the football, and how that made everything easier for Case Keenum. But yet, the Detroit run defense had four plays on one drive where they just decided, I'm going to be on a siesta. I'm going to be on vacation. I am not going to do anything. Uh, The Lions' run defense allowed 75 yards on four plays on that one drive. The rest of the game, the Vikings ran 37 times and had a total of 61 yards. So that's not exactly the most fluid offensive performance running the football. It's inconsistent on both sides for the Lions' run defense and for the Vikings' rushing offense. But the better story is yet again in the losing locker room. So rather than sit here and ball wash the Vikings and give them a bubble bath, we're not doing it. Uh, we're going to the, to the Lions because that's the story. Detroit, they find themselves at 6-5. and five, And yet again, it's a yearly tradition. The Lions are in a, in a spot where they have to, to, to really do some good things 
to make the playoffs. So on the outside looking in, and in this game, there's a pattern that has developed that continued the last three weeks. The Lions fall behind by double digits early in the game, and then they spend the rest of the game with a shovel trying to dig themselves out of the problem. So let's talk about it. Now, is it fair? Here's the question. Is it fair or unfair to blame Jim Caldwell for the rash of really bad starts here for Detroit? Well, the obvious answer is the right answer, and absolutely it is more than fair. It would be a disservice to not blame Jim Caldwell for this. And my thoughts on this, you've got coaching 101, bad habits, the snooze alarm, and sporadic. You've got that as well. I'll tie it all together here, uh, and, and we'll we'll start with number one. Jim Caldwell, I was never a big Caldwell guy. Everyone was shaking their heads when they gave him the extension. Like, like what were they thinking? Like, who made that decision? Like, Jim Caldwell, Caldwell just kind of feels like a placeholder as a coach, right? You're not... He's not the worst coach in the NFL, but he's nowhere near the upper echelon of coaches. And he has done a poor job of late getting the Lions ready. This falls on him. Typically, a lot of teams, what they'll do is they'll script out the beginning part of the game. Uh, The first one that I remember doing that was Bill Walsh, the late, great Bill Walsh. It's it's coaching 101. you, You don't have a lot of control on an NFL game. As the game goes on, Crazy stuff happens, and it can be disjointed. But that's expected, right? The ebb and flow of an NFL game. The the part of the game that you do have some control over is the beginning of the game. If you're a good coach, you'll plan everything out. And for the most part, the first drive, you should be okay. You should be okay. So is this going on with the Lions? It doesn't look that way when you watch the Lions here early in these games. Uh, It does not. Now, how bad has it been lately? Wake up. How bad has it been? Wake up. All right. How bad has it been lately? It's been so bad. I'm sorry. Nick Wright was falling asleep. A Vikings led 20-3 against the Lions in the game on Thanksgiving. You saw it, right? The Bears. The Bears. They had a a 10-0 lead and a 17-7 lead over the Lions. And even the Cleveland Browns had a double-digit lead. The Browns were up 10-0. That's bottom of the barrel. Now, you can come back against Chicago and Cleveland, and sure enough, Detroit did that. They came back. They won those games. However, that's a really bad habit. That's a really bad habit uh, that the Lions have picked up. And the second part of this, as we yap the night away here, the, the Lions have been sleepwalking in the first quarter, and I don't know if Caldwell can go. Maybe they have some in Canada, some really good smelling salts here. But that snooze alarm which is a dangerous thing. Man, that snooze alarm, that'll get you, right? That could be the devil's playground, and it looks like the Lions are hitting that snooze button at the beginning of the game. It is not uh, not good, not good. Now, Caldwell, I guarantee you, is not happy with this Maller monologue because he, he feels like I'm some kind of a heathen against him. Uh, here's Jim Caldwell, who was predicting predicting the story here around the Lions' loss. Don't count us out just yet. Right? we got a lot of football yet to play. You don't know what's going to happen. Oh, we know. Uh, there's other games that are being played. Too. I know. So, um, but, uh, you know, that's the big thing. I just, you know, it, 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 it'll act like um, what? I know the media will paint it as the sky is falling. Sky is not falling. It so, is falling. So, uh, we got, we got to get ourselves a little bit better uh, and uh, keep moving forward. Yeah, the sky is falling, okay? It's raining down fire right now. Look at that. Oh, my God, there's another thing of fire raining down from the heavens. This is a reflection of poor preparation. And Caldwell can talk about other games and all that. He's got to own it. Detroit has played a lot of sloppy football. Now, they were able to get away with it against the Bears and the Browns, as we mentioned. But just look at this game. The Vikings scored their first touchdown against Detroit when the Lions decided they only needed 10 defenders on the field. You know when that usually happens? Pop Warner football or high school football. The Lions had 10 defenders on the field. Now, if anyone had been paying attention on the Detroit Lion coaching staff, Caldwell's the leader of that group. What happens? You call a timeout, right? You're caught napping. You call a timeout. They were caught napping. You didn't call a timeout. I believe you're still allowed to have 11 defenders in the NFL. The Lions should be occasionally allowed to have more than that. But you're allowed to have 11. Take advantage of it. 
Then you got Jim Bob Cooter. Great name. We love his name, offensive coordinator, who is also someone that's been under a bit of a fire lately because the offense for Detroit, well, it's not terrible. It's sporadic, right? It's predictable. Unreliable would be a word that you could use as well for the for the Lions' uh, offense at this particular point. And so, yeah, Detroit came back. But even with – they didn't cover the spread. But they came back in the game. Not that I'm bitter. Uh, and they only had 289 yards of offense. Now, I know Minnesota's got a good defense. I get that. I understand that. But still. Now, the last thing here. Uh, this was a measuring stick situation for the Lions. They didn't pass the test. Uh, they had already beaten Minnesota earlier this year. And this latest placement test, that's uh, that's a, that's an F. You get an F in that. And Jim Caldwell, we mentioned, he got a contract extension Caldwell uh, a little while back here. And so they're, they're stuck with each other unless the Ford family wants to just pony up and raise the price of F-150s to take care of Jim Caldwell. Uh, he's going to be around for a, a period of time, uh, the next couple of years. And so that's more time in the Dungeon of Doom or the the pit of misery, or whatever you want to call Detroit Lion football. And I have no skin in the game here. And you heard Caldwell there talk about how, you know, the sky is not falling. We've still got games to play. And it is a very favorable schedule for Detroit. The problem is they're the eighth seed in the NFC. They're the eighth seed. Top six make it. Last team in right now, Atlanta. Uh, I believe is the last team in, in the NFC. So the Lions at six and four. They've got to sneak into that last spot. Uh, they've got to find uh, find a way to get in there, uh, and 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 good luck. The Motor City Kitties they, they play at the Ravens, at, who are five and five, but have played pretty good defense, right? Pretty good defense here, the Ravens. Although I, Joe Flacco's, I can't, I can't do anything for Flacco. I mean, that is, whew, wow. Uh, so, but you got that. That's a toss up game because he's in Baltimore. At the Buccaneers, that should be a win for the Lions. They play the Bears again, the Bengals in Cincinnati, and then they have the Green Bay Packers. That's a very favorable schedule. The problem, though, is you don't trust, at least I don't, the Lions. Even though they're 6-5, they're and five, that's their record, 6-5 and five after this particular game. You don't trust them because, yeah, they're playing lightweights, but the Lions, they're also a bit of a lightweight themselves here despite their, their six wins. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's, uh, no one's laughing, but uh, I bet Weed Man's probably laughing. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. You ready? You ready to do this from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios? Let's do it. Here we go. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame Week. Lame Week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. Lame jokes of the week. Lame jokes of the week. Each and every week at this time, even when the Bennett's desert me, and we have the new improved Bennett's in here doing a hell of a job. Mike Mayer, Nick Wright, and even well, Ralph. Uh, My favorite segment of the week. Two out of three ain't bad. All right, so uh, hey, you know you'll take it. You'll take it. Now, what usually happens is we have this kid, Serious Sean, that calls up. He's our leadoff hitter. But I believe his parents are not allowing him to call in because it's you know holiday weekend and all that stuff. So bad job by them. But that's fine. Now is Weed Man there? Do you want to be my laugh track, Weed Man, as well? My bonus laugh track, Weed Man. Man, we are biological. The human being is a biological circuit is that board a, that turns the sun. Is that a, is that a yes? I don't know. Is that a, yes? All right. Yes. All right. Don't give me that. You give me a headache with that. All right, though. I mean, come on. Come on, Benny and the Weed Man. We'll make millions. We did it yesterday. It was a big hit. People loved it. And we'll make millions. I don't know if we made millions, but the podcast downloads, people were scrambling to hear Benny and the Weed Man, the, the maiden voyage. Which Saturday was, nights, Ben. Yeah, Saturday, Saturday night. night. That's my night off. Why do I want to go on Saturday night and do that? I mean, Benny and the Weed Man, your wife will love uh, oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. She with money. She's going to love me now. Yeah. All right. Uh, hold on. Uh, so the way this is going to work, now I assume you guys... <laughs> I know Ralph doesn't listen. Maybe you guys are listening. Uh, the, I always listen. That's a lie. Uh, the way you go to bed before my show starts. I know you. All right? You have the early bird special. Yeah, whatever the early bird special is, and you go right to bed. All right, here's the way it works. I will read the joke. I will then pass the joke off to Ralph. Ralph will then bounce past the joke back to me and try not to ruin and step on the punchline. 
and then I will deliver the punchline. We do Q&A jokes. Those are the jokes that work best for the format of lame jokes. And then at that point, Nick Wright, in a very important position, as he will have the opportunity here to play this. If it's funny, you'll hear this. (laughs) And then if it's not funny, uh, you'll hear this. And every once in a while, it could go either way. If that happens, you'll hear this. See, I pity the fool that doesn't give me my burrito. Yeah. And unlike my man Danny G, who, you know, he's just been trained. He was trained by Jake Warner to boo every one of these jokes. Nick hasn't been influenced by that. And so Nick will have a very positive outlook at these jokes, realizing they come from just random listeners. And then the mayor, you, you, if you want to add any offensive jokes, Mike Mayor, you're more than welcome to because Coop usually does an offensive joke of the week. So if you want to offend people with your offensive joke, <laughs> feel free, okay? I don't, I don't know if I'm in the shoes to do that, but I'll try. All right. If you just have a dumb joke, that's fine. We have a lot of Thanksgiving-themed jokes. All right. Now, are you ready, Weed Man? All right. Let's see. Yes, I uh, love you. All right. Thank you. Yes. That's not a drop, by the way. That's actually him. I did not. It's not some kind of drop that we played. All right, uh, here we go. What kind of music did the Pilgrims like? What type of music did the Pilgrims like? Yeah, it turned out they, they're big fans of Plymouth Rock. I don't get. I do get it. That's that's because it's been so long, Weed Man Hippie, since you. Since you were in elementary school learning about the Pilgrims and the Indians, it's been so long. All right, uh, Man, the Americans uh, killed all the uh, Indians. I know. Everyone's bad. Everything's bad. You, you can't even like Thanksgiving. Everyone, you got to feel guilt in America about everything. It's the way we live today. All right. I, I know. I know. We're horrible people. I know. All right. Uh, why was the uh, Thanksgiving soup so expensive? Why was the Thanksgiving soup so expensive? It had 24 carrots. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you, Nick? It's soup. They Horrible. put carrots in soup. Like that's, that's lame jokes, you moron. That's what it's all about, lame jokes. Yeah, that's but carrots are joke. expensive. All right. You guys are morons. All right, now, what what did the turkey say to Falcons offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian? What did the turkey say to Falcons offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian? Bottle, bottle. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Kurt, Kurt from Earth. Now, this, these next, oh, stop. Wasn't that funny? These next two are from Cowboy John Brad. He's gonna laugh at all of them. No, he's not. One of Weed man does not. He the first one. He said, "I don't get it." He said that in the first. He didn't know what Plymouth Rock is. He had no idea. All right, here we go. These are from Cowboy John Brad. I'm warning you right now. Who is the Cleveland Browns' favorite old-time stage and screen actor comedian? Who is the Cleveland Browns' favorite old-time stage? Actor and comedian. Yeah. Uh, the the answer is a zero mostel. <laughs> Does anyone know who I that is? That would be zero mostel. Mostel? Oh, I screwed that up. I don't, I, I don't even know You know who that is? Ralph, shut up. Uh, he, I don't I know. It. The guy died in 1977. He was an actor, but he died in, I mean, you know, it's a little before my time. But apparently not Ralph's time. You're a big fan of zero mostel? Is that what you call it? Yeah. Uh, about as big a fan as I am of watching Cleveland Browns football. All right, so big men's lame jokes of the week. Uh, here's another one from Cowboy John Brad. Uh, Jim Mora, it turns out, likes lingerie. How about that? Jim Mora uh, likes lingerie. Yeah, that explains why's wh- that. <laughs> that explains why UCLA gave him a pink slip on his birthday. <laughs> I love lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> See, Weedman makes it somewhat more enjoyable. He makes it somewhat more sure he does. All right. Uh, did you hear there's a stench coming uh, coming from L.A. because of all the, the human feces they're finding on the, the streets in L.A.? All the human feces in L.A. creating a stench. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It's actually the, the city officials claim they're, they're, they're trying to make sure that you Darvish leaves the city as soon as possible. He's still kind of hanging out. That's from uh, just. All right, stop. Uh, That's from just Josh, who sent that one in. Uh, Who doesn't eat a? uh, Who doesn't eat on Thanksgiving? Stop coughing. You're on the air. Who doesn't eat on Thanksgiving? Who doesn't eat on Thanksgiving? A turkey. It's always stuffed. Uh, All right, no, it's not. All right, hold on. Uh, There you go. We man, we have more of Big Ben's. Lame jokes of the week. Uh, Eric says, by the way, he says, I don't care if it's duck, duck, goose in 90% of the U.S. In Minnesota, it's gray duck, get it right. 
me tell you something, Eric. I was raised playing Duck, Duck, Goose. I was not raised playing Duck, Duck, Grey Goose. Okay? So for me, I am going with what I know, what I was raised. Uh, Duck, Duck, Goose. That's what I know. Uh, More of Big Man's Lame Jokes of the Week. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. we got Lame Jokes, Big Ben's Lame Jokes. Back to that we go. Here we go. You ready? Absolutely. Is my laugh track ready? I don't know. You there? Laugh track? Are you? Yeah. The other laugh track, is he there? I don't, uh, I don't, I don't hear him. You stepped make away. me laugh! Make me uh, I'm laugh! I'm not going to make you laugh. All right, how can you, this is, this is something I would have sent to Coop, but he's not here. How can you watch a uh, sexually explicit video involving Al Franken and Charlie Rose? <laughs> I haven't given the punchline, you moron. How That's can you funny. watch a sexually explicit video yeah. featuring Al Franken and Charlie Rose? Yeah. You have to download the Paragrope app. <laughs> All right. That's from Kurt. Stop. So uh, I know. All right. Kurt from Earth sent that one in. All right. Now, this is, this is going to likely not go over well, but I don't care. Uh, the Hollow Earth Series. What goes ooh, ooh? What goes ooh, ooh? Me! A cow with no lips. See, I pay oh, for it doesn't give me my burrito. Oh, that's silly. I like uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a 14-year-old kid in Pennsylvania was pulled over after he took the family car out in search of McDonald's. He wanted a meal at McDonald's. He took the family car out to McDonald's, yeah. 14 years old. Yeah, it's uh, not all bad, though. Bartolo Colon said he's very proud of his son. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, Danica Patrick. Uh, Danica Patrick is retiring from driving full time for NASCAR, and said she just wants to be remembered. How about that, Ralph? She just wants to be remembered. Yeah. Good news. A number will be retired. Her number is going to be retired on all tow trucks starting next season. <laughs> all right. All right. I know. All right, that's uh, just Josh. Trying to make a comeback. He'd fallen off, if you will. Well, Facebook can now tell if you're gay based on a few likes, according to a new study. Yeah. Facebook can yeah. tell that you're gay based on your uh, your likes. Based on yeah. a couple of likes. It's bad news if you've liked the Bravo channel on Facebook. Bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Never watch it. Never watch it. All right, stop. Neither have I. Uh, <laughs> I'm all man. Uh, new uh, new research suggests that drinking three or four cups of coffee a day can extend your life. How about that, Ralph? Three I or four cups that. of coffee a day can extend your life. Be quiet, weed man. You just gotta let the, let it let it breathe, weed man. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the the answer. Uh, the study was actually paid for by Starbucks. That's the punchline. You see, Starbucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is funny. I believed it. Uh-huh. I'm drinking coffee right now. All right. Stop. Uh, here we go. Uh, have you noticed the weathermen continuously talk about historic high temperatures, Ralph? The weathermen are talking about historically high temperatures. Yeah. It's like a bro- It's like a broken record. All right, that's maybe I butchered the delivery. That's our buddy Surfer Todd, the great comedian Surfer Todd. He also th- sent this one in. Did you hear that RuPaul is back on network television? RuPaul oh, no. back on network television. Yeah, he's uh, both the star and executive producer. It's called the Wendy Williams Show. <laughs> All right, not, that's not funny. Uh, that's from Surfer Todd again, that's the great. great the great comedian. Uh, prof- he's actually like a professional comedian. That was so funny, I can't stand it. Shut up. Uh, let's see. Mayor, do you have anything, Mayor? No? You got nothing? Ralph, you want to throw a joke in here? Why Nick? do? Yeah, why what? do chicken coops only have two doors? I don't know. Because if they had four, they'd be a chicken sedan. Oh, hey, Coop, where are you with your offensive joke? Uh, double boo. <laughs> yeah, double, triple boo. Uh, what law firm do the St. Louis Cardinals use to get out of trouble? What law firm do the St. Louis Cardinals use to get out of trouble? Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Ah! Pay the fool. It doesn't give me my burrito. 
It's from Eric the Goblin King, who also oh, sent this it. one. Yeah, this, I, this one, I like this one well as well. I think this is just great. Uh, how many Kobe Bryant fans does it take to screw in a light bulb? Kobe. How many Kobe Bryant fans does it take to screw in a light bulb? None. They just watch it burn out, then throw all their money at it. <laughs> that was that was almost the closer, but I know that Nick, just like Danny and Cooper, like Laker apologists no. and lap dogs. Well, before you it like burns the out, it, they, they, it breaks a lot. Yeah, that's true. You don't have to touch up my work here, okay? Or Eric's work. I'm just trying to pile on. Yeah, okay. Uh, we'll keep it going here. It's Big Ben's lame joke, so we got a couple more. Uh, if you own a dog, good news if you own a dog, you're probably going to live longer. That's based on new research. New research says you're going to live longer if you own a dog. Yeah. Great news for Hugh Jackson, the coach of the Browns. He currently... He currently lives with fifty-three canines, so he's got—he's uh, gonna live forever. He's gonna—he's never gonna die. Hugh Jackson coaching the Browns. All right, oh all right. Let's God. get to the closer. You want the closer? Everyone yes. wants the closer. Yes, sir. We got the closer. I got it right here in my hands. Just don't ask it to get six outs. Shut up. I can't. You Darvish can't even get six outs. What are you talking about? Right, here we go. Here we go. Here's the closer. Why did Bartolo Colon debut his cologne on Thanksgiving? Why did Bartolo Colon <laughs> debut his cologne on Thanksgiving? Because, Ralph, it's called Gravy! Gravy's the name of his cologne! There it is! Big Ben's lame jokes of the week! All right. Give me a headache. Uh, thank you. Uh, that was from Kurt from Earth who sent that one in. And if I did not use your joke, it's because it sucked or I didn't have time for it. But thank you, those guys that submitted jokes. And if you like this segment, we do it every week this time. Submit a joke in a future show. We can use it. It's Big Ben Maller Show at Gmail. That's the email address. Ben Maller Show at Gmail. So, And if you don't like the bit, if you think this segment's terrible radio, juvenile, amateur radio, I wouldn't disagree with you. The good news is we only do it once a week. So, you know, get over yourself. It's one time a week, okay? Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The story that got my attention here involves an offensive lineman. Now, the only times you're supposed to talk about an offensive lineman on sports radio are at the NFL draft when they are celebrated and people call up fawning over them and post amazing things about how great they're going to be in the NFL on social media. Then the next time you're supposed to talk about offensive linemen is when they suck and they have a terrible game and the quarterback gets killed because the left tackle doesn't block anybody. Those are the only two times it's acceptable usually to talk about offensive linemen. However, I feel like this is an exception to the rule. And technically this guy is not currently – an offensive lineman. He's a future pro football Hall of Famer. But Joe Thomas is out for the year from the woebegone Cleveland Browns. But we know he's watching television. We know he's watching television. And he had a lot to say. He had a lot to say about Troy Aikman. Now, Aikman, who's been doing games on Fox for a long time, does not make many waves. Is that a fair statement to make? Troy Aikman, he doesn't typically step on many toes. Well, uh, I believe that's a fair statement. He he said something that was pretty m- mundane. I think that's the word for this. Uh, during the, the broadcast between the Lions and Vikings. And I didn't even think it was all that big a deal. It involves Dwight Freeney. Did you pay attention here? Maybe you were already dealing with tryptophan. All the, the early turkey consumption. Of course, you'd have to eat really early there. Uh, to, to have that. Uh, so Aikman, let me give you the, the the short version, the condensed version. Aikman on the broadcast indicated that he was surprised that Dwight Freeney did not make his Lions debut here after being picked up on waivers from the Seahawks. Now, Freeney decided not to play. Uh, that's the story that was being passed down. And, and this upset the fact that Aikman questioned Freeney. This upset the hobbled Browns offensive tackle Joe Thomas. And so I want to talk about this. Now, Thomas got on his high horse 
and ranted and raved. Among the highlights, he said of the Fox broadcaster Troy Aikman that he is out of touch and that since Dwight Freeney played on Monday Night Football, he had essentially a pass since that Monday night game was, what, 61 hours ago? All right, so this is good here. This is good. We have Aikman saying one thing. We have Joe Thomas saying the, another thing. Let's do a toss-up question. Let's talk about this. The toss-up question. Whose side are you on? You're going to take Troy Aikman's side? You're going to take Joe Thomas's side regarding Dwight Freeney? Now, I'm Team Aikman. I am Team Aikman on this. It sounds outrageous, right? I mean, you know, 61 hours, ah, oh, that's inhumane. And, and Joe Thomas, in his uh, social media rant, uh, said that Dwight Freeney isn't playing on Thanksgiving after playing for the Seahawks on Monday night, 61 hours ago. And then he, he ripped Aikman saying, only a quarterback could be so out of touch with what linemen's bodies go through during an NFL game. And, of course, that that does not sound like whining at all, does it, by Joe Thomas? No, 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 no. There's no uh, woe is me at all. All right, so my viewpoint on this, uh, you've got limited duty, a role player, and rise to the occasion. So I'll bind all this together, and, and let's talk about it. Now, the first thing, Dwight Freeney is not your typical NFL Player, he's not an every down player. Now, I know a lot of players, they're specialty guys in the uh, in the NFL at a lot of different positions. But Dwight Freeney, at age thirty seven, who came back to the NFL and had a bunch of sacks in a limited amount of time for the Seahawks, Dwight Freeney is one of those players that is a specialist. He's not going to play eighty snaps in a game at this point. We are talking about a guy who is strategically used. And at age 37, he is going to get very limited duty. And when you are a role player as a pass rush specialist, you don't have to learn the playbook per se. It's kind of like a defensive back. You pick up a defensive back, you're either playing man or zone. Uh, but as a, a pass rush specialist, the defensive coordinator will say, all right, here's what you go, you do, okay? You, you can be the biggest nincompoop in the world, uh, you see the quarterback, get the damn quarterback. Use the swim technique, use whatever technique you want to use, but get to the quarterback. Go take out the guy throwing the football. This is not programming Google or coming up with the next generation of the iPhone. It's not. Now, secondly, it's great that Joe Thomas is being honest. I like that. That's how he feels. Makes him look bad, but I like that he's complaining about it, and he's a total shill for the other players. Dwight Freeney, you know how many snaps he played for Seattle against the Falcons? You don't, because if you did, you'd be a complete loser. Really, right? Come on. Dwight Freeney played 17 snaps against Atlanta in the Monday night game. Now, if he had played on Thanksgiving, he didn't. He likely would have played somewhere around 10 or 15 snaps, that same area, again, against the Vikings. So that's that's about 25% of the total defensive snaps. The, the game in Seattle played about 25%. So my position, you can call me some kind of cold-blooded, ungrateful schmuck, but it is not cruel and unusual treatment. You're not being forced to go to some kind of North Korean labor camp to think that you, you could have played with your Dwight Freeney you know, 15 snaps or 10 snaps on Turkey Day, right? And, and the, the, the reality is if, if he can't get out of bed after 17 snaps with 60 hours of recovery time, uh, then that, that's an issue, right? It's, it, it is also about, you know, the Lions, even though I don't think of them as a playoff team, and many don't because of Jim Caldwell and some other factors, in theory, they are in a playoff race. And if they had beaten the Vikings, they would have been in a divisional race. Now they're not. Every game matters and all that. You, you don't want to rise to the occasion. Right? Like to rise to the occasion. I mean, the Lions didn't have to claim Dwight Freeney, who's some point going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, didn't have to claim him off waivers, but he chose not to play. Did not go 
for the Lions in this particular game. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's get the balderdash. Let's go to it. Here we go. You ready? All right. The mayor's going to keep score here, and uh, he's one of the lifelines. You can each get one lifeline. We've got Danny in Nashville and El Nino in the Valley of the Sun. And Rod, the ambassador of Bakersfield, says that Danny's about to get crushed. I agree with him. I agree with him. All right, here are the categories, gentlemen. We have category number one, what does it all mean? Category number two, perfect performance. And category number three, I was an actor once. Your name is your buzzer. And, Danny, you got on the air first, so pick the category. Uh, the first one. Okay, you did not remember any of the categories. Category number one, what does it all mean? We will provide you with the sports acronym, and you tell us what it stands for. All right? All right, $200. RBI. Danny. Danny. Uh, runs batted in. That is correct. Is El Nino? I can't hear El Nino. Are you there, El Nino? I need El Nino. Are you there, El Nino? I'm here, big man. Right, all right, all right. I didn't hear you. All right, uh, four hundred dollars again. I'll give you the acronym in sports. You tell me what it stands for. E R A. El Nino. Danny. El Nino. Earned run average. Correct. Bam. Six hundred dollars. Yak. El Nino. Ooh, who's in first? Danny. Shut up. Who is in first, Mayor? I heard El Nino first. El Nino. Oh, my God. Yard left for catch. <laughs> that is correct. $600 in favor of El Nino. What does it all mean for $800? NASCAR. Danny. Danny. Lifeline. All right. Uh, where do you want to go here? Uh, I don't, don't know any you, of the You don't know who names, any of the – I know. So, You're yeah. such an elitist. You don't know who any of these people are. They're, all, with, they're uh, all below you. Anyone but Ralph. I don't think he'll know. Yeah, Ralph wouldn't know. Ra- Ralph. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not supposed to pick. Pick Nick or Mayor. Who do you want? Mayor. All right, Mayor. I'm trying to figure out how to say this without giving it away. Well, I mean, you were supposed to give it away. That's your. I'll do it. Stock car. Stock car. Stock car. No, but all right, whatever. All right, you want to. That's not it, but Danny, does that help you? That was my. That was it? I don't know. You picked a bad laugh. That's a big hint. Not really. That was a terrible clue. Stock car? It's like two of the words. That was horrendous. So, no, I don't know. You don't know. You live in Tennessee and you don't know? They're going to kick you out of the state. What's wrong with you? No, absolutely not. You're losing your Tennessee card. All right. Uh, well, you don't know the answer. You got it wrong. Uh, the El Nino, do you know? No, let's pass. Nobody knows. Everyone just knows NASCAR. It's National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing. NASCAR. I guess you can leave the, the four out of there. It's National Awful. Association Stock Car Auto Racing. Okay, big NASCAR guys. Right, we'll move on. $1,000. You're listening to Balderdash. And again, I will... Give you the sports acronym. You tell me what it stands for. WHIP. El Nino. Danny. El Nino. Uh, walks over hits innings pitched. Yeah, I mean, we'll give you this. Yeah, yeah, we'll give it to him. It's a holiday weekend. No one's listening. Uh, yeah, you got it right. Uh, $1,000 in the bank. Bam, bam, bam. El Nino, we have perfect performance, and I was an actor once. In honor of Koopa Loop, let's go with I was an actor once. All right, very good. This is from Anthony in Anaheim. Every every athlete in this category has been in a movie not playing themselves. Not playing themselves. $200. Your name is your buzzer. In 1980, he played co-pilot Roger Murdoch in Airplane. El Nino. El Nino. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Correct. The captain, Skyhook. Terrible interview. He's a sourpuss, but a hell of a basketball player. All right, $400. Here we go, $400. In 1966, the, this former running back was shooting his second. El Nino. El Nino. Jim Brown. Correct. Danny's being uh, emasculated right now by this. $600. In the 1987 film The Princess Bride, appearing as Fezzik, this. El Nino. El Nino. Andre the Giant. Yeah, Andre. Do you want a peanut? <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, we'll keep it going for 800 
playing for only two teams in his NBA career. This former University of North Carolina star was introduced to his ex-wife Vanessa Williams by then-girlfriend Tyra Banks. He was drafted by the Boston Celtics in 1991. All right. El Nino? El Nino's going to go for it. El Nino. Uh, wild guess here. Rick Fox? Bam. Right again. Played for the Lakers and the Celtics. That's it. All right. We'll close out this category for $1,000. Your name is your buzzer. Danny, you might want to get this one right. You might want to get this one right. $1,000. His best-known acting role came in the 1980s television crime drama Hunter. This two-time NCAA champion and San Diego State Hall of Fame inductee was drafted in the first round by the New York Giants and played for the L.A. Rams. I think he was actually drafted by the Patriots and then traded to the Giants. But he actually uh, was in studio here with us a couple years ago. Anybody, anybody at all? Uh... Oh, he's listening right now. You, I know, you big just, man. It's, it's he a actually, disappointment. This guy actually listens to our show, and you don't even know who he is. You bunk, he's a, you he's punks. He's a legend, and he's amazing he on was the air. T- He was TV's Hunter. How dare he played Who a, was it? Fred Dreyer. Fred Dreyer. I'm disappointed in both of you. Those uh, were all so ancient. You're, you know what, Danny? You have ageism, is what you have. You are against anything before. What, what year were you born, Danny? 95. You were born in 19... Anything before 1995, you despise. I don't despise, but you can't expect me to know it. You realize you've only been alive in the wild card era of baseball since you've been alive. There have only been wild card playoffs. All right, not, not that that means anything to you because you hate baseball. Uh, what, is, what is the score here, Mayor? Mike, uh, Mike El Nino in a landslide, right. 4,000 to 200. That actually works out as a positive because that means there's two positives here. Number one, we don't really have a way of doing final balderdash right now, the way this is set up. Uh, it would have to happen very quick. And number two, uh, that means we don't have to give Danny and Nashville a golden ticket. But we do give El Nino a golden ticket. Oh, Big Ben, on the clock, Maller. I dominate, so you hit the hard out. That is right. We have a hard network out, and we were able to get that in because of you. Thank you, El Nino. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you, Big Ben. Thank you. All right. Uh, whatever you were going to say. Uh, and, uh, Danny, I'm so happy you didn't win. Another loss for you. And uh, thank you for playing. And uh, go, uh, go watch your University of Tennessee highlight film from before you were born. Uh, when they were good. But how old was – oh, man, let's do the math on that. Now, Tennessee with T. Martin won the national championship. That was in the late 90s, right? When was the T. Martin Tennessee championship? What year was that? That had to be – I think it was the late 90s, right? He was drafted in 1998. So that means Danny was three years old when Tennessee won the championship. Three years old! Look at Ralph knowing that right away, too. I knew what NASCAR was, too. Yeah. All right, let's get Cowboy John Brad on uh, right now. Uh, we go to Cowboy in Windsor for a quick hello, goodbye. He's been sending some good jokes in. Hello, Cowboy. Um, hello and goodbye and speak to you people on Bundy. We are by. <laughs> uh, I love the fact that Cowboy just, he, he knows to be, be short. All right, thanks. To the, you guys have been doing great filling in for everybody. Uh, thanks to the mayor, Nick, and... Well, you know, whoever else is here. Or is Ralph? Is that who's here? I don't know. I forget his name. I... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zin 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.